Head coach Mike Woodson and the Indiana Hoosiers, they start off Big Ten play with a nice win over Maryland. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the Locked On Hoosiers podcast. I'm your man, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. Shout out to the everydayers who are here every single day. You are the reason uh, that this podcast has been so successful. It continues to grow, and I appreciate you for being a part of that. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, of course, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Indiana starts off Big Ten play with a nice win over Maryland over the weekend. They take down Maryland 65-53, to uh, late into, I should say, coming into the weekend, 65-53. to And the Hoosiers, believe it or not, are 6-1 and on the year and 1-0 and in conference play. 65-53, the final score here. Lots to break down, so let's jump into this thing. Indiana came out and really controlled the game from start to finish. And is that the first time this year? I think so. I think this is one of the very, very few instances early this season that we've seen this Indiana team control the game like this. They got off and running. They were they had a lead, and they never looked back. Right, And they were up 40-28 to at the half, and you're feeling pretty good. Could have felt like it should have been more, right? And then the second half, you play even. You slow down the offense quite a bit. The shooting kind of dropped off there in that second half. But you held them to 25 points as well. And you come out with a double-digit victory at home to open up Big Ten play over Maryland. You look at some of the stat lines here quickly. We'll get into some discussions and kind of what this means coming up in just a second. The big storyline was that Xavier Johnson did not play. Uh, we know he was battling injury. Him and Malik Renew were questionable to start in this game or even play in this game. And one played and one did not. And Xavier Johnson obviously did not play. And so the question we were all asking, right, we were discussing it here on the show, was who steps up, right? Who plays in his spot? Who steps up to make the plays offensively, defensively, in the leadership category, who does that when Xavier Johnson doesn't play? Well, Gabe Cup's got the start, but I think it was a good mixture of Gabe Cups and Trey Galloway and CJ Gunn and even Anthony Leo, who didn't see a whole lot of action. He did take a shot, but uh, I think the three guys of Cups, Galloway, and CJ Gunn, who all played double digit minutes, Galloway played 34, he played more than anybody. That's who I said was going to have to step up. And while Galloway's shooting, right, his actual jump shots are not there yet. He only took the one three, and I'm fine with that because his shot's just not there, right? He makes the layups, the backdoor cuts, the dunks in transition. That's what Trey Galloway needs to be doing right now because that's where he's comfortable, and that's where he's making shots. He was 6 for 10 with 12 points in this game. You had Gabe Cups who – didn't score, 
but he played significant minutes. He played 24 minutes, and he had a couple of steals. Um, He did have two turnovers, and he was just kind of out there as your energy plug-and-play type of guy, uh, but didn't give you a whole lot, and neither did C.J. Gunn. But luckily, the other positions did to where the guards didn't lose you the basketball game. I didn't think this group was going to go and win the game for you, but they didn't lose the game for you, and I think that's a big, big shout-out to them. I know that sounds kind of weird to say, but – I think it means a lot when you lose Xavier Johnson and you're having to rely on Gabe Cups, Trey Galloway, and C.J. Gunn. Now, the positions that did step up were everywhere else. Khalil Ware continued to do his thing. He continued to be a double-double machine, 18 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, Two of those offensive. I'd like to see some more of those, but whatever. Shooting 8 of 12 from the field, made the one and only three that he took. He only took two free throws, which I think is kind of odd. The... Uh, officiating wasn't always clean in this game, but it is what it is. Uh, he had his double-double. McKenzie Mbako continued to play well. He played 26 minutes, four of nine from the floor, which isn't particularly pretty, but one of two from three and made all four of his free throws. That is what McKenzie Mbako needs to do. He also had seven rebounds, three assists, and a steal, and had just one foul and no turnovers with 13 points. Beautiful. Perfect. That's what Indiana needs from this young guy. And now maybe it's starting to get rolling a little bit now that Indiana's going to be playing some tougher competition, right? You also have Malik Renew, who was questionable going into the game, but he played 19 minutes, four of six from the floor, and had 11 points, had five rebounds, two assists, did have four turnovers, which weren't pretty, but he also was in some foul trouble here and there as well. So overall, your starters played really well. And While it's not the sexiest offensive performance at 65 points, when you play defense like that and you hold that team to 53 points, then you're doing something. It's okay, right? You held Maryland to 35% shooting. How about this? 12% from the three-point line, just two of 16. They got their shots up, but they weren't making them. And there were some that were the open, uncontested threes that Indiana has given up this season, but... I feel like they did a better job here uh, of defending the three and getting back and making them tougher shots. So shout out to Indiana there as well. I think the defense was good. The offense could have been better, but you got what you needed out of your guys. And hopefully you can start to get a little healthy. And we'll talk about that coming up in a second as well. But overall, a good performance. You get your first win. And here in this four-game stretch that we talked about a few shows ago, you're 1-0. You're 1-0, and you're going to take on a Michigan team that's not all that great. And that's where we go next, coming up on Locked on Hoosiers with the Michigan Wolverines. How can Indiana move into that game early this week? How can they go 2-0 in Big Ten play? And in this four-game stretch of Maryland, Michigan, Auburn, and Kansas, they're still aiming for that 3-1 and that we've talked about. And you're off and running with the win over Maryland on Friday night. We'll talk about what's coming up for Indiana here on Locked on Hoosiers in just a second. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. With LinkedIn, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. 
Hiring can be a headache. It can be a disaster. It can be a really long, drawn-out process. Not with LinkedIn. You post your job within minutes. It has the algorithm that tells everybody exactly what you're looking for, and you interview the right people for your small business. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire new employees. For LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, what's up next for Indiana as they get this win against Maryland? They're 1-0 in Big Ten play, 6-1 overall on the season. What's coming up next and what can we expect in the next couple of games for Indiana here in 2023? Well, we're in this four-game stretch that we've talked about, right? You started off with Maryland. You now have your second Big Ten game in a row on the road at Michigan coming up on Tuesday night. Then you take on Auburn who just lost to App State on the road, so I think they look a little vulnerable. And same thing with Kansas, who doesn't look big and mighty and bad. Now, they had a great win the other day, and they're playing a really tough non-conference schedule, but Indiana's got to feel a little good about themselves, right? With this Michigan team, and we'll have a full episode go up tomorrow previewing this game, they're 4-4 four and four this year, guys. They're 4-4, four and four, and they're on a losing streak two-game losing streak and have a chance to make it three with Indiana. They've won one game in their last five. This is a Michigan team that is struggling as of late. Can the Hoosiers take advantage of that, right? But the big question, and I'm just now looking at this, ESPN giving Michigan a 70% chance to win? Come on now. Come on now. I don't think we believe that. Do you? I don't think so. I don't believe that, but that's okay. Let them keep doubting. That's fine. Let them keep doubting this Indiana team. Um, the, the big question for Indiana moving forward, of course, is what's the status of Xavier Johnson? And really, what's the status of Malik Renew? How fully healthy is he? And when does Xavier Johnson come back? Um, we'll, we'll learn as we get closer to tip-off time tomorrow uh, against Michigan. But this is a game where you are probably going to have to score more than 65 points. More than likely, you're going to have to. Because I think Michigan, while they're not a great team, I think they're a better offensive team than Maryland is. And I think they've got a little bit more experience than Maryland did. And you're also going to be on the road. So you're playing your first true road game of the season if you're Indiana in this basketball game. That's a tough thing to do. And Michigan's a tough place to play. It really is. It's a tough place to play on a Tuesday night, right? The, the country will be watching. It's a big game, right? Not ranked, but two big programs from the Big Ten. So having a guy like Xavier Johnson on the floor, whether he's 100% healthy or not, I think it's a big deal. Use him for leadership and use him for some offensive generation because you're going to need it. Keep relying on Khalil Ware. Keep relying on Malik Renew if he is healthy, right, and still able to go at his full speed. And then McKenzie and Baco. I'm not saying you rely on him, but how refreshing and how great is it to see him finally get comfortable a little bit, right? Start to actually play some basketball and not running for fun at being out there for 25, 30 minutes and having no stats to prove it. 
Um, that is really good. I hope, I really, really hope this. I hope Mike Woodson and this coaching staff, I hope that they start running plays for McKenzie and Baco like they were doing in the Maryland game, but I'm saying even more. Like, I want high pick and rolls coming off the dribble, pounce on, like pass off of a screen because his shot off the dribble or off the pass is so beautiful. I mean, his shooting stroke for the size that he is, he is a really, really good shooter. And confidence is the biggest advantage for a guy like him. That's the biggest threat to an opposing team is somebody like McKenzie and Baco or really this entire Indiana team having confidence. And right now they should. They should have confidence. You've beaten Louisville. You beat Harvard. You beat Maryland. You've beat two Power 5 teams and another team that'll threat to make the NCAA tournament in Harvard. So this team should have some confidence right now. They should. And here's the thing, too. Look around college basketball right now, man. Look around college basketball. The top teams are losing left and right. They're flying off the walls. College basketball is going crazy in early December, late November, early December. Like, it's going insane. And I don't know how many great teams there are. And I'm not saying Indiana's trying to be great or anything. They can be, and I think they can be down the road. I think they could be really, really good. I think great's a strong word, but I think they could be really good. But again, look at the Big Ten. You have teams like Illinois, Indiana, Northwestern, who got a huge win over Purdue. How about that? We got to mention that, don't we? How about Northwestern taking down Purdue again? We love to see it, don't we? We love to see Purdue go down as the number one team in the country. But you've got some teams in there with one loss, but then they're just, it's all over the place. It's all over the place. So I think at this point, Indiana has to feel good about themselves. And I'll say this too about the road ahead on the road at Michigan neutral side against Auburn, and the game against Kansas, you have an opportunity here. If you can get healthy, keep playing with confidence, and keep learning and growing and getting better, because that's a huge part of this. Indiana is getting better as a basketball team. Can you see it? I can. There's still things that need to be fixed, sure. And there's still things that concern me, the shooting, the three-point shooting, the free-throw shooting, um, the fouls at times. Those all still concern me. But can't you see this team getting better? And that's something that really good teams, the great teams, championship-level teams do is get better as the year goes on. And it's still early. I mean, heck, we're in December, right? We're still in December. We've got a long way to go. But the fact that they're getting better and confident and have a chance to start 2-0 and in Big Ten play and have two really good chances to take down a strong Power 5, Top 25 near team. I know Kansas is. I think Auburn probably should have been. They won't be now probably since they uh, believe they went on the road and lost to App State. Um, you have a chance to take one of those two down on neutral side or at home in Assembly Hall. Like, Think about what that's going to do to propel you into this Big Ten schedule if you get one of those. One game at a time. I think the Michigan game is very winnable. I think one of those other two games is winnable. But the team's getting better. And, there, again, there's so many things I have concerns about. And, again, I'll give you some. Trey Galloway's shooting. He's got to find a shooting stroke, right? Khalil Ware, continue to do your thing, big dog. You keep eating. 
If Indiana needs to feed him the basketball every time they're down the floor, man, there is no reason he should not be getting double-doubles every night, and he's been doing a fantastic job. Malik Renew's injury, I hope it's not prolonging. It's a back thing, right? So you never know there. And Xavier Johnson's got to get back on the floor. And who steps up when he's out? Because as we mentioned earlier, I I think the guards did a pretty good job in the Maryland game, but you're going to have to score a little bit from those guys. You can't have you can't have Gabe Cups go for zero and CJ Gunn go. Uh, I forget what he had. He didn't have many in that game. Uh, I mean, you can't have your guards just be non-existent in a game where your starting point guard doesn't play. CJ Gunn had two. All right, he had two. So between all of your guards that played, all your guards that got minutes, Gabe Cups, Trey Galloway, CJ Gunn, and Anthony Leal. You had a whopping 14 points. That's not good. That's not good enough. I think Xavier Johnson gives you double digits most times. But if him and Galloway are doing that, then we're talking. I have concerns about the bench. Anthony Walker had six points. He played 20 minutes, significant minutes. Banks got in there. Right? And Sparks even got in there. It just takes a little experience and time for those guys. But if the Hoosiers get in foul trouble, man, they're in trouble. I mean, they're they're... Believe it or not, they're in trouble when they get in foul trouble because there's just nobody on the bench that's an alpha yet that can come in and not have a a significant drop-off right now. But those are things you work on here in non-conference play. But moving forward, I am confident in this team. I think Indiana's in a good spot. I think they're getting better, and I think they have a good chance. For that 3-1 and number that we talked about, it's still very much alive. You're 1-0. You have a chance to go 2-0 tomorrow night. And then you have to win one of the next two against Auburn or against Kansas. And I think that's doable, which would really set you on a nice path to finish out non-conference play and get into the rest of your Big Ten schedule and make a run at the NCAA tournament. Well, coming up on the show, we'll flip to football for just a few minutes. We'll talk about some of the comments from the new Indiana head football coach, Coach Signetti. We'll see what he had to say. He was introduced the other night at Assembly Hall. The fans loved it. He had some great things to say. We'll talk about kind of his charisma and kind of how he's bringing some confidence to this Indiana football program at maybe just the right time. That's all coming up on Locked on Hoosiers. Before we do, want to remind you that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So be sure you go and subscribe to them. Subscribe to us as well on Locked On. Uh, We appreciate on Locked On Hoosiers. If you're on YouTube, uh, be sure you do that as well. We really, really appreciate that. Today's episode of Locked On Hoosiers is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner 
of the NFL. Well, Indiana has hired their new head coach. We know what the coaching search looked like. We know all the different names that were flying around. And um, a lot of you were very vocal about who you wanted and what you think about this hire with Kurt Signetti coming from James Madison and now the new head football coach at Indiana. And on Friday night in front of 17,000 fans, he was introduced to the Hoosier family. And he had some really great things to say. He said, in this quote, this video has gone viral. It's fantastic. I love it. He said, Purdue sucks. And the crowd went crazy. So does Michigan and Ohio State. (laughs) It was great. I mean, how can you not love somebody coming in here and understanding immediately, A, we hate Purdue, and B, we just hate everybody else in the Big Ten too because they're good right now and we want to be them, right? I love that. I love that. It's a very high level of confidence, maybe a little arrogance on his part, but not in a bad way, I don't think. Because here's the thing. I saw people uh, I saw people talking about this, and they were like, and a lot of it was non-Indiana fans, and they were like, oh, wow, how oblivious is he? Like, chill out, man. You just got hired at Indiana. It's like, well, what do you expect him to say? Right, what do you want him to say? Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and um, I know it has been great, but yeah, great to be here. We'll see what we can do. Who knows? What? No. You want somebody to come in and get the fans fired up and get people back to supporting Indiana football and Indiana athletics because right now they need that help. They need that support. And I'm sure a lot of that had to do with the NIL side of things, which has started to get pretty good for Indiana. So I love that he came in and said that. I love it. Um, he had some things to say uh, in his in his press conference, in his opening press conference, uh, said, quote, there's no reason why we can't be successful, pack the stadium, and be a source of pride to the entire university, town of Bloomington, and the state of Indiana. He said, we're going to change the culture, the mindset, the expectation level, and improve the brand of Indiana Hoosier football. There will be no self-imposed limitations on what we can accomplish. That's what you want to hear, man. That's what you want to hear from your new head football coach coming in. He understands that, look, we can all be honest with ourselves, right? It's a hard place to win. Indiana is a hard program to win at in football right now because of what's happening around them, because of Ohio State and Michigan being as great as they are. And, of course, Michigan now being in the college football playoff. You have more teams coming to the Big Ten. It's getting bigger and bigger by the year. And all of the factors we've talked about with the transfer portal and NIL, which Indiana just hasn't been able to get caught up to yet. But I think they're getting there. But I love him. I love him talking about we're going to change the culture, the mindset, and the expectation level. And I think that should be across all platforms I think that should be across everybody around this thing from somebody like me who talks about this team every day from somebody like you who wants to listen to this team and watches this team every day from the people in the building to the coaches to the players to the donors to the everybody at the school everybody involved that has anything to do with Indiana football the expectation level needs to be changed and if you start to do that and you start posting results 
the expectation level from those outside of Bloomington and those outside of the state of Indiana, we'll start to see that too. And that's what he's trying to do here. That's what he's trying to say with all of this is we're going to change the way people look at Indiana football because it's not, it doesn't have a good light right now. It doesn't. You just had a three-win season. There's not a whole lot of positives to take from that. But Kurt Signetti wants to change that. And if he doesn't get you fired up, I don't know, because he's got me fired up. Now, we need to have realistic expectations at the start of his tenure. We can't expect a 9-10 win season in year one, but I think it's fair to say if you go and get the right guys, if you go and get a quarterback that can play and go get some playmakers around him and replace some guys on the defensive side of the football, I think a bowl game is a legitimate expectation. And he has gotten this, this fan base fired up. I can see it. I can hear it from you. And I think it's a good thing, man. I think a lot of people in the last couple of days have really jumped on this hire and really are starting to back it up a little bit. Um, he, I mean, his resume is there. It's there. And I think his attitude is there. And the good thing is, I think he understands what mountain he's about to climb. Like it's, it's a tough, it's a tough trail. He's about to go down. And there's probably going to be some upset people when he comes in and changes the narrative and changes the way things are done because lots of people don't like change and complacency may be an issue here. He wants to change that. And I think he will. And I want to hear what else he has to say. I want to hear some of the things he's doing. I want to see some of the things he's doing. And I know it's, it's December. So this is a perfect time with the transfer portal opening up now today. And you have the early signing period coming up in a few weeks and the regular signing period in February. This is a crucial few months for Kurt Signetti in Indiana football. You want to talk the talk. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you can do in these first few months. I think expectations need to be limited. They need to be, I guess they need to be understandable. They need to be not over the top, but Having some expectations is okay. And I think Kurt Signetti's cool with that. I think he's asking for that. And he wants people to support this program and look at this program in a whole new light. And I think we'll get it. I'm excited. I hope you are as well. I'm excited to see what he does in the offseason as we have that crossing over with basketball season, which really getting into it, man. It's a lot of fun right now. And I appreciate you being a part of the show here on Locked on Hoosiers. Be sure to like the video on YouTube. It helps us out tremendously. Subscribe to the channel. We keep growing. We're going towards 1,500 subscribers. Would love to get there in the next month before the turn of the new year. If you're on any of your podcasting platforms, be sure you subscribe there if it's an option. Turn on notifications. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. as we continue to grow. Lots coming up for basketball, continuous updates for football, and so much fun here on Locked on Hoosiers. Also on YouTube, be sure you go check out Locked on Sports today. Drop them a subscription. They would appreciate that as well. Tomorrow is a preview episode of the Michigan game. Can the Hoosiers go on the road for the first time this year and get a win in Ann Arbor to start 2-0 in Big Ten play? That'll be coming up tomorrow on the show. But until then, Hoosier fans, stay safe, and I'll talk to you later.